couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. I want to meet him. It's just, I told him I was in high school. You almost are. Jordan's coming here. You have to meet him. It's fate. Who's Jordan? Some creep Emma met on the net. I bet he lives in Scarborough and works at a video store. I bet he's 40 and drools. You still wet the bed, but I'm friends with you. Ha ha ha. Okay. Finally here. After all the reviews we've done, we did Degrassi Junior High. We did Degrassi High. We did Degrassi in space. We did Degrassi Kids, but like the movie Kids from 1995, where a bunch of kids get AIDS. Then we did Sister Sister, but in Canada with Erica and Heather. And then we moved on to Canadian Celebrity Rehab, who wheels his ponytail Alex and Rick's dad, and that one was hosted by Johnny B, so we reviewed all that. It's great. Then we moved on to Phil, the newest adventures of the littlest hobo. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> went, went over to Degrassi Park. It was a spinoff, kind of like Sesame Park. Then we went to Dwayne Gets a Makeover. That was a that was a 90-minute show. And then we went to, where was it? The, the movie All the Way. This was a TV movie. Stephanie's back, hotter than ever. So we reviewed that. Great reviews there. We uh, A short film called Trudy Goes to Prison. Then we went Claude, Heavenly Artist in Training. And it was kind of like a blooper, like he was up there and he was sulking and the St. Peter and all that stuff played by, uh, um, I believe it was, uh, who was the guy who replaced uh, Kevin Spacey? In uh, All the Money in the World. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, that's right. So we watched that movie. That was great. Clutch's Car Meets Kit, the movie. You know, Basil Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> help, <laughs> help of a time traveler. I want out of here with Bartholomew Bond. That was great. And finally, and Alan hosted the last one we did, which was uh, Leaking Care of Business featuring Arthur. <laughs> so we have been, we have been so busy. And we so finally round out of shoot of offshoots, and we are at the next generation. So welcome everybody. My name's Ted, and I'm at Sewa Three, and I have some friends here, some good good friends. Is, is anyone out there? What about 
What about Courtney? Are you out there, Courtney? I am here. I just made it. And, uh, yeah, those were some great movies. You forgot uh, the ghosts of Degrassi. Oh, uh, Degrassi, ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did, ghost. yeah. It's just been just a long haul. It's, yeah. Uh, I did forget Degrassi ghosts. That was a... That was right after Degrassi. That was after School's Out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the sequel, prequel sequel. What about that yeah, show so we, where, like, yeah. Chris, Chris, was it named Chris Hansen, where he, like, busts Mr. Colby and <laughs> the vacuum cleaner guy? Did you look at Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot that, that one. Come on, man. I thought you were Lucy. <laughs> 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 and then oh. he leaves, and the and the OPP like grind him into the lawn. <laughs> you pervert! You go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> that was on CBC. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, now we're finally here, finally ready to start next gen, which is uh, pretty crazy. I never thought we'd get here, to be honest. And the pandemic is still going, even after the seventeen mm-hmm. movies we just made up. Whoa. What? Holy what moly! Slog. Uh, But yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, I remember um, a lot less of this uh, this series than obviously the the original. So it's kind of uh, I think it's going to be fun to go through. Uh, In any case, I am still at the same place, uh, Courtney. Twelve ninety three, and our podcast still continues to be on Instagram, Narbos and Broomheads podcast. And uh, who else is joining us for our new adventure? Uh, I am here as well. It's Arlo. And uh, speaking of the pandemic, I had my first COVID test this week. Woo woo. Oh, wow. no. How was it? Um, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick, though. I mean, it it took barely any time at the drive through test site. So that was good. But yeah, they pretty much like dig out your nasal cavity with a um, with a swab. And they really shove it up there. (laughs) Is it like the thing at Tim Hortons where they put the swab on a hockey stick? Yes. (laughs) Was it really? That is correct. And then, of course, like you immediately pull your mask back up. And I thought that my nose was gushing blood because it it wasn't. But it, it felt like it was because I guess my sinuses, like having sensed a foreign object in there, decided just to release everything that was in there. So that was fun on the inside of my mask. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you can goodness. follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. Find out and, uh, on Instagram if Arlo has COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yep. Did you did you come into contact with somebody with it? Or I, how... didn't. I had minor symptoms. Um, oh. I just sort of had sort of uh, developed a minor sore throat, minor headache and just sort of fatigue and so i did the online assessment tool and it told me to call 811 so i did and then they told me i should go i should self-isolate and go get a test you you went to webmd and they were like it's either covid or cancer it's one or the other (laughs) we'll see a multitude of things (laughs) yeah but i feel fine (laughs) and you haven't got your test back yet no not yet oh so you could be giving us covid right now Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. be. That is how it works. Yeah. Telecovid. Yes. Uh, so I guess uh, who else do we have with us this fine eve? Uh yeah, it's me, the man of the hour, the man with the power, <laughs> too sweet to be sour. Follow me at Barry Flynn if you please. And when the ladies hear my voice, they drop to their knees, Daddy. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I, I was watching Superstar Billy Graham uh, interviews. So. Uh, 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 How many steroids have a... you done today? <laughs> With your Billy Graham. How many right. I've been working on that for, for, for a whole week, actually. So I didn't make it last week. So You have Good to job. go onto YouTube and find uh, Superstar Billy Graham in the early 80s when he had a ninja gimmick. It's really funny. A ninja gimmick? Yeah, he came back after wow. you know after his title run. He went away for a bit. Then he came back and he was a ninja. Oh, okay. So there you that go. That's something I do need to seek out. Yeah. Um, I guess because it's next generation. Hi, everybody. I'm Alan Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, what happened to your baby? Huh? Huh? Derek? I don't know. It's, it's Narbos and Broomheads, the next generation. Just kidding. I would never have kids. Um, we, are, <laughs> I am at Slip on Twitter and on Instagram. That is Slip with five eyes. And hi, everybody. I uh, want to play something for you all. Someone sent us something. Uh, it's a minute and 45 seconds. It's actually about two minutes and 45 seconds. I did a little bit of editing, but um, it's it sounds amazing. So you ready? Ready? Here we yes, go. please. Ready. Play, damn it. Oh, here we go. There were five friends who came together. Talk of a show 30 years later. Had some laughs and made some voices of a ghost and a ponytail. Narbos and Broomheads pod. Giving OG to Grassy a nod. One day when the episodes are done, they'll take their fedoras and go. It starred with a vote of Stephanie K. Wheels thought he was gonna get laid. Arthur and Yick threw a porn party while Joey sold fake drugs. Drugs. Narbos and Broomheads pod Giving OG to Grassy a nod One day when the episodes are done They'll take their fedoras and go The story of Spike and Shane went bad Started with a thrust and ended off sad One gave birth, the other did drugs And jumped off a really high bridge Joey Snake and Wheels made the zits Their only song was gonna be a hit Went to the Ripper, stole a car You selfish, selfish little boys Narbos and Broomheads pod giving OG to Grassy a nod one day when the episodes are done they'll take their fedoras and go school is out and summer is here Joey thought he was in the clear drinking beers fixing up cars and fucking Tessa Campanelli out with the old and in with the new to Grassy TNG will have to do so stick with the Narbos and Broomheads crew for at least 15 more years. Narbos and Broomheads pod giving OG to Grassy a nod. One day when the episodes are done, they'll take their fedoras and go. There you go. Oh my oh god. My god. Oh my god. My mouth is hanging open. That was amazing. Wow. <laughs> Standing ovation in here, even though nobody can see me. And that's Holy from Newfoundland shit. too. The home, the home of the sea shanty. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's close yeah. to Newfoundland. It's from Oakville. It's from Tim. I fucking knew ah, good, it. Well done, Tim. I take oh, my hat off to you, oh sir. Oh my god! And yeah, well god. done. The, the only the only part I edited was... for time was there. There was the same chorus, but with la 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 la. And so I will I will <laughs> I will put the whole version out somewhere. But yeah, amazing. Holy I just shit. was just in the email, and I'm like, the fuck? I thought I was like Tim. I thought you were a gym teacher. 
there's oh, this yeah. musical Thank skill. Yeah. yeah. So man of many talents, and uh, you'll be hearing from Tim over the course of TNG, I'm sure. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic that job. Was, um, I had to mute so myself because I was laughing so hard, and I didn't want to distract <laughs> from the song. That was <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck! Impressive. Well, anyways, now. Uh, Ted, try to follow up with that, with uh, a review of TNG. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I'm Ted. You want to listen to us talk about a show? Hi. Uh, that was fantastic, Tim. That was, yes, perfect. Excellent, excellent. Now, are, are you all ready? Are we ready to all the hold hands and jump into these uncharted waters? I am. Before we jump in, this quick thing. What was everyone else's viewing of the show prior to us? beginning this journey like i watched these two episodes when they were first came out in 2001 but beyond that i hardly watched the show at all you know what mine is tuesday 2021 <laughs> <laughs> for serious i have never seen this show i've never watched an episode i knew nothing i went in totally knowing it was a brand new show to me okay which is great it's gonna be good to have that perspective i think it's gonna fuck um, you up when you see drake <laughs> like, wait a second. What? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. I so I remember watching it, but it was so long ago and I definitely didn't like watch it on repeat like I did the original series. So a lot of it was stuff that I didn't remember. And obviously I noticed a lot of different stuff having done this podcast than I did the first time I watched it. So And I don't think I made it past the first few seasons, I don't think. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, I think, as yeah. Courtney. I, I watched the early seasons of The Next Generation around the time when it was new, when it came out. Um, but I actually haven't rewatched it since then. So I'm looking forward to watching it again, actually. I, I don't know how many seasons they've done. They've done like a 12, 14, 16, I don't know, a whole bunch. Um, I've watched at least a dozen seasons of this. Uh like they they put out the DVD after the the series was done every season, and I'd pick it up and watch it the whole way through. So I've seen all of these before, but like a very different fandom than with the original Degrassi, where you kind of knew everything really well before watching. Like I might this might be like my third or fourth viewing of some of these uh, early episodes, and and certainly if we, I don't know if we're gonna make it to season twelve, but <laughs> if we do, I would have only seen the later seasons like one time. So. <laughs> Cool. Tim did say we have to do this for 15 years now. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and, and Newfoundland rules, you have to abide by the sea shanty. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Alan. I'm 60 years old and there's still COVID. So, <laughs> I can't wait. <sighs> so, quite, quite the swath of experience with the next gen. Okay, now yeah, should we let's jump get into in? Her. Okay, yeah. so this episode came out October 14th, 2001. And who was freaking out in our uh, Narbos and Broomheads chat just amongst the hosts saying, what was it? Uh, Schools Out was 1992, and this was 2001, so that was nine years apart. We are currently 20 years apart from when this first aired. Yeah. Uh, I, just, yes. I just have to commend them for... Uh, having the perseverance and the strength and the courage to put this show out merely a month and three days after September 11th. Um, I'm just saying. Just, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Just pushing, pushing the world forward with Degrassi. Yes. Thank you. That's right. 
Thank you, everyone. Just like what what the world needed. Yeah, exactly. Right, right up there, right up there with Mariah Carey's "Glitter," yeah. <laughs> which which came, which came out, I believe, September 11th. <laughs> so did uh, so did "Silver Side Up" by Nickelback, uh, which then for many years, ah. ever on September 11th, I'd be like, "Remember that tragedy that happened <laughs> back in <laughs> like you know five you years ago, or whatever." Yeah, and no, no, I, mean, I, no, I mean no, "Silver Side Up." What are you talking about? <laughs> Hey-o. Yeah. Yeah, very tasteless. Uh, <laughs> never again, everyone. Never again. Never again. Yeah. Nickelback. Take notice. <laughs> You're on notice, Nickelback. The Krogs. So this one was called, actually, keeping probably a uh, spoiler alert with the music theme. So the title of this part one and part two of this episode is Mother and Child Reunion. Does anybody know where that name originates? I believe it is a Paul Simon song. Correct. And do you know where that, the name originates from Paul Simon, from the song, the Paul Simon song? No. From Art Garfunkel. He went, <laughs> Art Garfunkel told him. He's like, name a mother and child reunion, you little dweeb. <laughs> it was, he went to a Chinese restaurant and there was a, uh, a chicken and egg dish or whatever. And it was called Mother and Child Reunion. And Paul oh, Simon I saw that, that and went, huh. And named a song after it. Nice, interesting. As they yeah. move, what a great guy. As they move forward in this uh, series, eventually all of the show titles are '80s songs. Yes. So I don't know what season it starts, but like it gets very blatant in a few seasons. Yes. Very blatant. No. And Ted, you love Paul Simon, if I recall. Uh he's pretty good. I wouldn't say I love him. Okay. Well, Ted, like, you I know, thought you hated him. it's a ring of endorsement. Graceland is one of my favorite albums of all time. It is. That is the fantastic I'll, I'll give album. Paul Simon a shout out for that one for sure. Well, then to both and, of you, oh, yeah. to both yeah. of you, you can both call me Al. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't wow. call me Al. Don't. Easy and honest. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll, that's a fantastic album, and it's like when you turn forty, I'm you should get a copy of that album <laughs> and go. You will actually love this. As a child, you probably didn't. You thought it was very much uh, dad rock. But when you get older, you go, no, this is actually really, really good. I've been listening to Graceland since my 20s. So, <laughs> well, shut up. Maybe, maybe you're a time traveler. <laughs> I bought it when I was eight and brand new because I was mm -hmm. on that trend right away. <laughs> yeah, the doctor gave me it when I came out of... When I was, <laughs> yeah. Out of my mother, what the hell? <laughs> So this one uh, was written by Yan Moore, and a, not a newbie to the scene, but a newbie to us. It would be Aaron Martin. And the director of the episode is Canada's own Bruce McDonald, who was known for such things as Hardcore Logo, the 1996 movie, oh. which I've never actually seen. I've just heard lots of good things about it. Hmm. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Hardcore no. Logo? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. I've never seen it, but okay. I, know, I know the movie. Good, good. So we have the opening, and it's on a girl who is actually Emma, and uh, the reading an email, something about a wildlife project. There's a pic of some dude, and we find out his name is Jordan. Magazine of Caitlin, call back. She's into environment and stuff. Uh, we see a picture of Spike and Emma putting it all together, and that's an old-ass computer. <laughs> and <laughs> I do have that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> 
one thing about these early 2000 shows that you always look at number one is the cell phones what the cell phones look like and you kind of laugh at them number two is how the website and the pages and everything looked so different than it is today oh it's so like dated. fucking geocities oh, yeah. website for yes for the for the reunion yeah I used Firefox and or no flat fire damn it Angel Fire that's it Angel yeah. Fire is the other one GeoCities GeoCities you mean yeah. I can make, I can make my own website yeah <laughs> but I'm not a computer programmer you don't have to be <laughs> in the uh, in Emma's room with her is her at the time best friend and that is Manny mm-hmm. yeah what I love Manny so um, Spike is going Spike. Panthers, and she's going to her 10th reunion and 10th year reunion from Degrassi, and they are up on the website, and Emma sees a email pop up, but has to go, and this is from the elusive Jordan. Yes. So Jordan is some dude <clears throat> that Emma is, I guess, in some sort of long-distance correspondence with, so mm-hmm. yes. she's crushing on him. It is not a person that she has met yet. But they she- are in love. Well, she's in love. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, Stay tuned. There's there's so much time to get into Emma. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we have Spike. We have Manny. We have Emma. And an opening with the uh, new music to a new show. Very uh, choir-esque, gospel-y. Uh, it was interesting from the, from the very 80s song, uh, Wake Up in the Morning and Whatnot. Mm-hmm. And none of yeah. these characters. I still like it. I find it really catchy. That was a good tune. Well, it's sung by someone named Lisa Del Bello, um, who also went by the stage name just Del Bello, and um, apparently is a fairly prolific Canadian singer, songwriter, um, and multiple Juno winner. Um, oh. I hadn't heard of her, but apparently she was fairly decorated in Canada for her music in the early eighties and mm. has written a lot of songs for some really big names and things. So did you mispronounce that? you you meant to say Mitsu. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Mo de Gracie. Bye bye. Mo Drake Joey. Which is considered for everybody outside of Canada, Canadian uh, national anthem, just in Quebec. Yes, and parts of New Brunswick. When they were thinking about separating, they had already declared that "Bye Bye Mo Cowboy" would be the national anthem, and uh, it it very very by a very slim margin um, beat out "Helen" by Rockvozin. So <laughs> this is all true. Yeah, you can read about it. When Beautiful. I was in eighth grade the french teacher who was like trying to be cool had put up like pictures of mitsu around the classroom and then there was like parent teacher interviews and some of the parents were scandalized i can see that because they were a little bit too sexy so it's created some controversy Interesting. I just random side note. I just had a, watched Mitsu live on Instagram like last week. <laughs> Lovely, like t- present day Mitsu. Yeah. So she's, I guess, really close friends with um, our prime minister's wife, and they were doing a live uh, feed, and they were in like talking in French. So I was like, oh, I should listen so I can practice my French. <laughs> okay. Then. Anyways, that's it. She still looks fantastic. <laughs> Of, of course and he owns she does. a restaurant somewhere. 
Um, also, a lot of characters in the opener of the show do not appear in this episode or the next one. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a while. Yeah. It's like, oh. Like, yeah. of the kids in this series, and there are lots, it's an, it's an ensemble cast, but in this episode, I believe there are four who are featured, and then two who also make appearances in, like, cameos, and that's pretty much it for the first two episodes. I also read a fact that says that the four kids that are featured in this episode are in every single episode of this season. Yeah. Oh, really? That. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I was also reading that this episode in Canada was the was the start of the season, but in the states it was aired as the finale of the season. Yeah, they bumped the last. They bumped the first two episodes to the end of the season, but then it made no sense because JT and Toby quote unquote meet each other, even though right. they've been hanging out. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. Right, the whole show. Also, the school is brand new. Like the the whole point is that the school's brand new, right? They they could yeah. have solved this very easily, right? By having like a one minute scene where it's just like modern day Degrassi, and they're like, "Remember the start? Did anyone here almost get molested? Oh, remember the start of the school year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need to do. Um, yeah, I I was wondering how they made that work. I'm really curious. So maybe anybody in the states has some answers. Hit us up. Were you confused? Have we finally cleared it up for you 20 years later? You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we have Spike pull up to the school with the boys, who we haven't seen yet. But the boys and the girls are unloading some boxes into the school for their reunion. So it's a reunion stuff. And we have Emma continue to talk about Jordan. He lives in Yellowknife. And the boy... JT, who we find out, trips up, and uh, a picture of the zits comes out with your wheels and Joey and Snake. So and, why would, what, oh, why would Spike have this picture? Like That didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> why they, would Spike have a picture of the zit remedy? Well, she used to be interested in Snake, right? So She's been crying over it for 10 years. She's been <laughs> crying over it for 10 years, yeah. I, it's, a, it's a reunion, and everybody has submitted photos and stuff, so maybe that was it? Like Maybe, maybe they, she was collecting it. Yeah, she was the head of the reunion committee or something, so people emailed it or yes. mailed it to her. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Jo- Joey, so here's my fedora. I'll, I'll give you that instead of bringing it myself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. Is the, this was over my cock at one point <laughs> in time when I walked through the cafeteria. Here yep, you go. That was my note. Yeah. Why does, why does uh, Spike have Joey's fedora, and is it the one that touched his dick? <laughs> <laughs> Some things you'll just never know. Mysteries of the world. How were the pyramids built? And did <laughs> did Joey's schlong touch that fedora? Just that every person in this episode wears at yes. some point. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Dip that in the sanitizer. So Emma says people in the eighties were weird. Uh, we jump to Joey selling Lucy a car, which is a VW Bug, which was big at the time. And you would get it with the little uh, uh, the little vase with the fake flowers in it. Does anybody remember that? Yes. Yeah. That, was, so that was Joey's stupid. big selling point to the car. <laughs> uh, I, so, I thought his selling point to Lucy should have been, this is the non-crashable model of the car. <laughs> what Um, I noted that Lucy has both of her eyes in a cane 
Yeah. And <laughs> Joey check, check. And, and Joey is bald. Yes. Yes. He's, he has gone bald. He is not even 30. In real life he is, but in Degrassi canon, this would make him about 29 and he has no hair. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened to Joey in the last 10 years and I'm not buying any of it. <laughs> no. Nope. I'm calling bullshit on all of it. You think it's the ruse? Like if if he was 40, maybe, but like we so while he's talking with Lucy, his daughter emerges. His daughter's name is Angela. She's starting kindergarten next week. So I'm like, okay. So Joey, oh, and also Lucy notes that Joey isn't confirmed for the reunion and then notes that Joey's wife, Julie, died a year ago. So mm-hmm. yes. so we're led to believe here that in the last 10 years, when we last saw Joey, uh, he was fucking around with Tessa and Caitlin going into his last year of high school. So that's year one. So he graduates from high school. He's got nine years left. So in the four years since that dude graduated from high school, he met someone, got married, and had a child. And now he's just like, I run a used car dealership and I'm a responsible guy. I just, maybe the latter half I buy, but like that, that's not happening to that dude. There's no way. (laughs) I mean, I kind of buy it in the sense that like he, thought that Caitlyn would marry him with a $60 ring <laughs> after barely dating. So maybe he just found someone that did. I, I, I think that they got married later. I think that he met someone and they accidentally had a child. <laughs> and <laughs> from being in a relationship around, like surrounding that child, eventually you know, it causes you to grow up faster and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like you know, then maybe got married later after having sort of developed this, you know, domestic relationship centered around this child. That would make more sense. Yeah, That's more sense. on on character, I guess, for Joey was to accidentally knock someone up. And, and then Arlo, I believe, as you noted in our chat, Joey finally learns like how to be responsible and, and be good in a relationship. And then she dies. Immediately <laughs> dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. It's Degrassi. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Degrassi rules, yeah. In a car accident, by the way, right? I think. Of course. Yeah. Oh, was it? I didn't. I, I don't think I they guess. said unless that. Or maybe comes it is in a later. car accident. Actually, now that I don't want to, I don't want to mislead the Degrassi universe. So, I'll see if I can figure yes, it out. Please. I don't everybody, think it was mentioned in these episodes, but. Lucy also says she's moving to New Mexico for some reason. That's weird. Study anthropology. Is that what it is? Well, I don't know. She has a degree in anthropology. We'll find out later in the show. But Everybody... I also wondered if she's still with Bronco, which we never find out. Um, no. Spoiler, according to the Grassypedia, it says that she Bronco's an ex-boyfriend, so. Oh. oh, oh. Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> it... She, l- l- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to, like, she, uh. She was a little older than Joey. It doesn't say how she died. Um, she was married before Joey, though, and, and that comes into play later in the series. Ah. Joey okay. has a st- I do also find it weird how they have, like, it seems like Joey and Lucy kind of seem to be old buddies, like they've kept in touch. There's a lot of this, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I hang oh. out with, I don't know about you guys, but I hang out with every single person I went to high school with. Like all of them. Me too. <laughs> yes. I graduated with like 80 people. <clears throat> I keep in touch with them like 
all the time. Even people who you never spoke with during high school, even people 100%, who you hundred percent, of course, even what people kind of who you fought that, with course. in high school, like mm-hmm. cough, do. Spike, Lucy, cough. <laughs> yeah, they went to high school with me. That's just the rules. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> So Lucy leans on Joey pretty hard and, and says, he's not confirmed to go to the reunion. And he's, she's like, Joey, it's been a year. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> pump the brakes, Lucy. But then that actually goes with the character because going back to, uh, you know, we've seen Lucy before kind of not being the most maybe empathetic for, <laughs> yeah. for certain grieving people. Joey's like, it's been 10 years with you, Lucy, and you still have that cane. Like, <laughs> yeah, like attention, attention seeking much? Come on. If I was Joey, the main thing I would say is the reason I'm not going is because I didn't graduate in the years that this reunion is. So, yes, yes, there's also that. You're correct. Uh, and we'll get into that, I'm sure, later. Uh-huh. Um, no, but Ted, like you're saying, I, I as soon as uh, Lucy somewhat attacked him for mourning his dead wife. Yes. It immediately reminded me of like how uh, how she acted when Claude died, and she wanted the fucking talent show to go yeah, on. She's like, exactly. yeah, it it, pretty died. much mirrored it. Yeah, yeah. So it's she died. Get over it. <laughs> so bad. Do we want to talk about the logic around this reunion now? Yeah, sure. Yes. So yeah, the the Joey thing is one thing. Um, also, DeGrasse like none of these kids graduated from DeGrassi. Right? Yeah. Like, Degrassi closed yeah. when they were in grade 11, and we've assumed that they've gone for two more years to school. We know when school's out, they weren't graduating from Degrassi. They've all been split up. And now they're going back for a reunion at another Degrassi? <laughs> Degrassi 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and the reunion's years 1990, 91. I don't know anybody that graduated 90. That would be what, like, Dwayne and Tabby and, and, and that group? No, Dwayne was in the same grade as Joey, remember? He was in 8D. So who, who, so at Clutch? It was Clutch graduated in 90? Clutch? I don't think he's graduated yet. (laughs) I don't know. He's still in high school. Yeah. see him in the next season. I I think they got the years wrong. I think they met 91 and 92. I think that was a loophole or tactical error. I noticed the uh, dates online are, are Wrong. They're like 92, 93 on the wiki. Yes. Yes. The classes and of 92, 93. And those on would the have banner been each... it says, yes. On the banner it says what? A 90, it says 1990, it says 90 and 91. Okay. So we've got some inconsistencies here. Eh, fuck timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Fuck timelines. And I guess I, it was I never believe... made clearer in schools out that they all went to different schools, right? Like we are just led led to assume that they all had to split up and that was kind of the reason why some of the more like main characters weren't in the in the final movie it might be like that's i think that's what we concluded when we went through schools out so also like i'm trying to do the math in my head so emma is 12 right like that's yes she's 12 so that would have put her in 1989 when she was born in this timeline but she was actually born in 88. Yeah, so she's lying about her age to everyone. She, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I believe the phrase is suspend your disbelief. Yeah. So that you can enjoy the show. It, it's like the Back to the Future thing. It's like, don't think about it. Just enjoy. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think none of us would really care except for the fact that we're making a podcast about it. So, <laughs> yeah. We might as well discuss all the inconsistencies. It's and... our job to discuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's we our job to it's our job to tear apart other people's art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So Lucy says uh, Julia would be upset if he was if if Joey was cutting himself off. I'm like, okay, Lucy, like back up. It's not his whole life. He obviously has a kid and and a successful car dealership. It's like she's kind of acting like the reunion is cutting himself off. It's like, yeah, some people just don't want to go. Yeah. Also, yeah. like a year, it really isn't that long when you're talking about losing your spouse. No, exactly. It's not. It's- no, especially in what would appear to be like a, it wasn't an expected, not that, like, like if she said, Joey, it's been three years, I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, like maybe get some therapy and start, you know, trying to move forward with your life. But like one year, especially like when you have become a single parent as mm-hmm. a result, like a year seems like nothing to me. Yeah. Like I dropped a slice of pizza on the ground a year ago and I'm still not over it. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. You didn't tell us. Yeah, I know. You can tell. You've known me all this time, and just fine. Come here, come here, big guy. Give me a hug. Yeah, thanks. Was, was it pizza, pizza? <laughs> I threw it on the dun, ground. Dun, stomped dun. on it. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Hope you like mushrooms. <laughs> so we're back to the kids at school, and we meet one Mister Simpson, aka. Snake. Hi, Snake. Hi. Aww, <laughs> there he is. Hi, Mr. Simpson. Uh, so, sees JT in the hall and all the kids, and he says, oh, I can see fedoras are making a comeback. Uh, question to the group, have fedoras ever been back or made a comeback ever, besides in the 80-plus mm-hmm. population? No. Um, well, fedora guy is like a thing on the interwebs. Oh, yeah, like my it's boy like- Kevin Federline. <laughs> okay, Popo. Fed. Popo's out. Yeah, Popo's out. They're like That's... they're like these like douchey guys that are like um like oh I'm such a nice guy and then when you turn them down they're like you're a fat bitch like that kind of thing. <laughs> well, but, like, you turn are, them down. They're, they're, like the the <laughs> sort of slang for them is fedora guys cuz they're trying to like be cool by wearing a fedora. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. I think Fedora's yeah. actually did make a somewhat of a comeback a couple of years ago. Maybe. I don't know. I just, when I buy baby clothes, it's usually like tiny versions of like stuff that became, came back and I bought my kid a little Fedora a while ago. So I assumed it was somewhat back in style. <laughs> you're like, but I had you're a little Joey. Back. You're a little Joey. <laughs> I did. I'm like, here, put this over your penis, little boy, and walk across <laughs> the living room. Here's $5. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a foony for it. <laughs> so, uh, I can't see any of you p- guys wearing fedoras. I don't think any of you guys are. No. No. I've mm-hmm. worn much douchier stuff than fedoras, though. Like, I'll admit it. Have you? I'm, sure, I'm, absolute, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. Example? Really? Yeah. I'm sure. We used to wear, like, sport coats and shit. Like, little oh, yeah. douchebags. Like, yeah. Bla- like blazers? Bla- um, I can't even describe them. It was like fucking vintage shit that you pick up at Value Village. I don't don't want to get into it. It's painful. (laughs) Man, you've had a lot of tragedy in your life. That piece of pizza. I know. 
<laughs> We're all sports r- rip, ripping the band-aid <laughs> off on this podcast. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this should be in the psychology section of uh, iTunes of uh, podcast. <laughs> So when we see Snake, my my first thought was like, when we last saw Snake, he was so horny and angry, and now he's like, oh. "Hey kids, I'm the teacher." Like, my great. name's Mr. Blue Ball. I mean, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. So I mean, it's t- been yeah. what like ten years. I'm sure he's gotten some sex in that time. Maybe Pam. Pam. Yeah, Pam. She's Pam. She, she's Pam. great. I mean, they've clearly broken up though, because he's single. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Pam dumped him, 100. Um, I think he wanted to try it up the bomb, and Pam wasn't down with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which well. which of the spinoff movies was that, Ted? <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> snake. Yeah, snakes that was in a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Get this motherfucking snake out of my motherfucking butt. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Alan G. Yeah. <laughs> Snake, I got a bum rap. <laughs> oh, that was one of the novels, not not a movie. Yeah, that was a novelization of the act. <laughs> From one Pam to the next. I mean, he, do you guys want to talk about that? how Snake sent me a cameo? Oh, yes, please. Can you tell us about that? Well... Snake sent me a cameo. Oh. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Is it possible? Uh, I this might not be the greatest audio, but uh, you still have it. Can you play it? Is that a copyright oh. break, a breach? If I'd you were to play to... it sometime in this episode, I'd have to look it up. I'll consult my lawyer and get back to you. Okay, you All talk right. to uh, yeah, talk to Ricky. So to Ricky. <laughs> So he takes uh, Mr. Simpson takes JT's hat and gives a snake. Uh, they give Snake the boxes, and Snake says, "No running in the hall. Uh, 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 they're not listening to me. Uh, it's completely empty school, and it is summer." Yeah. <laughs> there's really like, and there's somebody else's kids. So like, like, there's no danger to these kids, and you technically don't have any authority right now. So yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, stop. So uh, the kids find the computer lab, and Radich enters with Toby and his dad, who is a parent, and he's talking about high-speed internet access at school, which in 2001, that was, yeah, that was probably worth a mention. That was not a... I'm sure even having, like, a computer lab like that was probably state-of-the-art at that time, you know? Yes, 2001? Yeah. I mean, yes. we had a we had like a computer room in my school, but it was like full of like old Apple computers. <laughs> like it was not. <laughs> we had typing tutor on all the computers. Yeah. So yeah. we had a computer lab, but it's like come in and do your typing tutor and when yes. the teacher would come around, you just sit at the computer and go like like laying your fingers over the uh over the keys, making them click back and forth. And then when she'd go, it'd be like, "Okay, well, what are you doing the weekend?" Yeah, we had Typing Tutor, and there was, like, a select games that you could play. Yeah, and but... there's, I remember Police Quest 2. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Leisure yeah, Suit Larry? Yeah, like, the, the big deal game. I learned what pimps were by playing Leisure Suit Larry. Yes. <laughs> the land of the lounge blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Carmen San Diego, and I think the Oregon Trail. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. With Tetris. But that was in grade eight. <laughs> Top um, ten comrades. 
And weren't like this is two thousand and one. None of you assholes were still in high school then. No. Well, not by choice. <laughs> I wasn't enrolled in high school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did get my first email address in the year 2000, though. So just one wow. year. Wow. Oh, really? Fancy. That's a little late. Yeah. Like, that's actually tardy. Yeah. Tardy, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, also, like, are we all downplaying that Mr. Radage is here? Yeah, like, <laughs> Mr. R. Nobody calls him Mr. R. Uh, at this point, yeah, so Radish shows up. Yeah, and they they haven't established it. Like, I don't think they fully flat out say it in this episode. But he is the principal of uh, of Degrassi at this point. Yeah, Mr. Radish. Yeah, you did more night courses, and now all <laughs> you can buy all those chicken sandwiches for the honeys on your principal salary. So good job. <laughs> I definitely noticed he was back. I also noticed that he was looking not very good. And that made me happy. <laughs> He's still around. Like Sorry, actor who plays Dan Rage. Woods know, is he, a pretty funny dude. Yeah, he I rejected he, my follow on Instagram. So I have I thought he looked no okay. loyalty. <laughs> okay, maybe he did. I just hate Radish, right? So I came into this. like When I first watched this, I didn't have these angry feelings towards him. Um, but since this podcast brought up all of this hatred, uh, <laughs> seeing him was just like, oh, and then we get like the old trope where JT recognizes this other kid is Toby and they're like, we went to summer camp together and they do a super lame summer oh camp handshake. Like, did anyone here ever have a summer camp handshake, like a secret official one? I never went to summer camp. I never went to summer camp. I was in Cubs and Scouts and we went to camp, but there was no this handshaking never never no they do the handshake and then i wrote great we have our new yick and arthur that's exactly <laughs> what i wrote yeah it was like wiki waka wiki <laughs> so, so, so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i oh, one of our listeners can you do a narbles and broomhead summer camp handshake song mm-hmm. <laughs> please that's the next challenge Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, once mm-hmm. once this pandemic's over and we all get together to do our like group recording together, we'll all do the handshake. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, and Toby's dad, to- sorry, Toby's dad is drinking some weird slushy. I just found out sort of strange. Yeah, it was spiked. No, I, I didn't go to camp either. No, you didn't. No. Not even volleyball camp. No, not even volleyball camp. I mean, I was like a brownie. And like a guide, a girl guide. Yeah, me but too. Like, I never, if I saw someone from guides, I wouldn't like, or like from brownies, like never in a million years would I be like, yo, Mary, this is what we do as elves. Think of others, not ourselves. Like, Whoa. <laughs> is that like, the actual song of brownies? Uh, you are split into group, like there's imps and like. Um, pixies and stuff. Yeah, and so, I was like, It's sub like subgroups, and so my subgroup was the elves. Oh, I can't believe you fucking remember that. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good for you. Well done. I remember the guide law song too. Um, really? <laughs> and, a th- uh-huh. and a three and a four. <laughs> a guide's honors to be trusted. Loyal is she, helpful to others, a friend to all, and a sister to each other. A guide is courteous, a friend to animals. Orders obey. Smile sings as thrifty, pure in thought, word and deed. <laughs> so, 
So what else happened in this episode? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I took out opinions as a guy recently. <laughs> well done. Well, that's progression, they I guess. They changed it to, like, ask thoughtful questions or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want little girls being blindly obedient anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the girls are into the computer lab, and uh, they meet and all that stuff. And then we cut to Snake going through and smiling crazily at the old pictures. We see the zits. We see Liz. We see Spike. So kind of a, uh, a shout-out to the viewers going, hey, look, you like these people, right? Remember? <laughs> Before that, though, when they, it almost looked like there was a little moment where Toby looks like he, she, he has a crush on Emma. Now, I don't know if that becomes a thing later on, but... Spoiler alert, it does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, is she always like that? And JT's like, oh, yeah. Who? So I guess that was our little hint. Who are they referring to? Emma or Manny? The, I, I, I was assuming Emma. I assume Emma because she wants to break into the computer lab to... Oh, right. Yes. Text her lover. Ugh. And, and Manny, Manny has a, uh, a belly top on. Like, oh, oh just you wait. Oh, <laughs> just you wait, sir. Okay. Let's, let's stick, mean, a pin, let's stick a pin in that. Yep. They're very, they're very much cute kids in this episode. And I actually had sort of forgotten how young they really are in this episode. You know, I kind of, you know, when I think about Emma, I think of her like in a van down by the river. <laughs> like, Can't we forget I mean, honestly, yeah. Manny. Manny kind of follows a similar path, so yeah, she does. And but she's like, you know, she's a they're they're cute, fresh faced kids. I mean, that's what happens here. when you go to school with fucking Drake, right? Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's true. Ooh, we see a, a stretch limo going uh, down the street, uh, and we hear one <laughs> one Caitlin talking to someone on the other end called Keith. Uh, and we see a magazine there. It's global television, and she puts up her hand, and it's a big old rock. And she gets dropped at Degrassi. Caitlin sees Snake, and Caitlin brings out a headband and says, so I went through a headband phase. So in that short... Uh, little scene so we see Caitlin is married to somebody or she is very rich we don't know we suspect that she's married to somebody very rich because she's talking on the phone with him and he's in NA and she is on this cover of this magazine so uh, yeah Caitlin went to Hollywood back. and she is a douche <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and the only reason it doesn't like hit you so hard is because the guy that she's engaged to is a douche <laughs> so yeah so i assume she got this limo from the airport so her first stop is the school she even bothered to go to her hotel first yeah. right to the school yeah yes well because she's got to show off the fucking limo because she's a douche because she's a douche yeah and, well, and she's you... also pretty chummy with snake whereas you know again this is obviously <laughs> a relationship that has developed in Ten years well, since when last we saw them, school. if it weren't for Snake, she'd be married to Joey, <laughs> staying well, in Toronto. Just got to thank him for a lot. Particularly close in yeah. <laughs> high school, you know, like they knew who each other were, but it's not like they were friends. 
Uh, no, I don't think they ever had any storylines together where no, they but, interacted. But, but Joey, and, also, Joey and Caitlin were going out for like two years between yeah. the end of Degrassi High and School's Out and, and Snake's Joey's best friend. So yeah, they had to be, right. you know, they had to be around each other. Yeah. I, I mean, like when you, you know, you spend a lot of time away from somebody and you see them again and you might be overly affectionate, even though it's probably not that warranted. Yeah. Um. But the thing I noticed the most is, like, Caitlin manages to still have really shitty hair. <laughs> like, her haircut's horrible. It's like a like an old lady haircut. It's awful. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Like, even though Caitlin is a douche, I was not paying attention to her hair. Uh-oh. Oh, what were you paying attention to? Oof. Her boobs? I'm not saying anything more. Her her posture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, her, her, her etiquette. I was a big fan of her posture. Yeah, mm-hmm. her uh, her moral compass. Yes, that too. Yes, <laughs> her love of the environment. <laughs> so, oh jeez, Caitlin, you and every like every other. Yeah, like I'm so unique. I like age. I'm not like other guys. I liked Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caitlin, the who... other day I was like downstairs and I heard from upstairs my husband was like fuck you kidhood and I was like what the fuck is that about and then he comes downstairs and I was like what did you just say fuck you kidhood and he was like yes and I was like why and he was like oh Stacey Mystician posted about um, it was the anniversary of his passing, and so she like posted a tribute, and she said, "Thank you for talking me out of um, prom night four to him." Oh no! Um, because they wanted her to do nudity, and he talked her out. Of it. <laughs> 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 and my husband was like, "You mean I could when she was nineteen years old?" And he was like, "You mean I could have seen." Mobile Stacy Mystician in Prom Night 4, but Kidhood talked her out of it for her career. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so he cursed him on his an- the anniversary of his death? Yes. So that's, so <laughs> that's nice. So Caitlin, I love it. Caitlin in the story here is she has moved to Los Angeles, I guess, after going to Carlton for journalism. Courtney, why didn't you move to Los Angeles after Ooh. going to Carlton? Oh. I was uh-huh. going to. I had a lot of offers. Uh, <laughs> so she moved. A lot. So she moved to LA and she hosts some sort of environmental television show called Ryan's World. Yes. So. And when she's, did she well, find time to become best friends with fucking Spike? Uh, I, I know. know. She went away to college and went straight to LA and built a career. And that's yeah. another mystery. Yeah. Because it sounds like, um, from we'll see in the next few scenes, like it doesn't sound like her and Lucy really kept in touch. There's a couple lines where it might indicate that they didn't really stay close, but for some reason it seems like Spike and Caitlin did, which doesn't make sense. But anyways, we'll get into it. Well, I mean, when we, when last we saw them, like Lucy was pissed that Caitlin was fucking up her plans for school, and then she was in a coma. And then Caitlin went to school <laughs> where Lucy was supposed to go. So, you know, maybe there was still some resentment there for a while. Who I knows? think that Lucy probably had short-term memory loss and Caitlin fed her a whole new story. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be true. Yes. I think that's more likely what happened. So while Caitlin's at the school, we see Joey and Lucy pull up and they see the limo outside of the school of where they're going to have the reunion. 
And we see Joey spotting Caitlin. That's all dramatic. Ooh, you're so dramatic. If and I, uh, if I was Joey, I'd be like, ought- what kind of fucking douchebag takes a limo during the day to their old high school? Like, <laughs> fuck right? you, yeah. Caitlin. Like, fuck you. Like, the audience may look at this and go, oh, it's attraction. It's. I look at it as, oh, that's relationship poison right there. That's real. <laughs> like, ugh, you two people should be far away from each other. It's Thoughts true. On this? And we, well, we see Caitlin spot him back, right? And she, I think she's in the school. Yeah. And they just sort of Correct. exchange. I don't know if it's exchange, you know, wistful, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah. If I was Joey, I'd be like, Fucking nothing's changed with you, eh? Fucking mm-hmm. limos. Shitty hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what nice ring? Would it cost $65? <laughs> well, where's where's the see? heart design? What kind of fucking ring is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not even a what heart. Kind of stupid, what an idiot. What stupid ring is that? <laughs> <laughs> but again, I thought it's weird that the Joey and Lucy show up together. I, I'm not sure why or how that played out or why, but I don't know. I buy that more than some of the other relationships, just because they both stayed in town. Yeah, fair enough. Like I over the course of point. ten years, they could have reconnected. You know, they were always friendly. Yeah, they were always friends. Like they were, they ran yeah. in the same crowd. Yeah, that's true. Joey's probably carrying carrying that wheels guilt with him, so he probably helped, like visited <laughs> her, and. You know, like I'm sure, could have could have very well happened. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of avenues that could have uh, resulted in them being friends, I guess. But anyways, they ex- exchange their glances, and then I think we're taken back inside the school. Yeah, Emma's we in are. the lab with Manny and Emmy in the computer. Emma, geez, Emmy, and at the computer lab, and Jordan is coming tomorrow, and dun 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 wants to meet. So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call this red flag number one. Uh, it's romance. It's like we've been in correspondence, and you're my soulmate. And then the day before, you're like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> I will be coming from Yellowknife to Toronto." Just so you know, it's like you didn't fucking tell me that like a month ago, two months ago. Like, yeah. what what's going on here? <laughs> you just booked it this morning, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's red flag number one. There will be more. Yes. So we see uh, Caitlin, Joey, and Lucy and Snake chatting. Um, where are they at this point? Actually, I think they're still in the Caitlin. school. They're in the yeah, school in the lobby, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just just chatting. The so foyer. Keith, yeah, the foyer. <laughs> uh, Keith is coming from Los Angeles. And Caitlin invites Joey for drinks because he's not going to reunion. And Lucy, and he says, no, I, I can't. I'm not interested or whatever. And Lucy steps in, as she does, um, and says, sure, he'll go. So they're going to go for drinks later. And now Joey has been roped into this as well because Lucy does not give uh, a poop about <laughs> Joey's <laughs> journey of grief. Yeah. And- <laughs> She's like, you know what will solve this problem? Alcohol. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go. Shots. She's like, Joey, what is your kid? Four, five? She can take care of herself. God, yeah. I was by that age. <laughs> fine. She might shoplift a little, a little bit. Fuck it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's some chatting. And then we have moved over to Manny and Emma on the playground. And they're talking about Jordan coming and JT and Toby are, are there as well. <laughs> so J- JT actually explains it perfectly. He sums up the whole episode. Some creep Emma met on the inter- on the net. I bet he's from Scarborough and works at a video store. And I had to stop the show and laugh at that because oh I found that God. very very funny. Yeah. I I thought this was the best line of the whole show. I bet he lives in Scarborough and works at a video store. I bet he's forty and drools. I mean, and just the, the joke for those of you not from Toronto is that's everybody in Scarborough. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, I was born in Scarborough. Yeah. And I'm 40 and I drool. <laughs> not all the time. No, not all the time. And um, Toby and JT are both eating Mr. Freezy's, and those yes. are my favorite things ever. And you, did you catch the name brand or possibly it was no not, name, wasn't not it? Not name brand. That's right. They were no names. Ooh. From... Yeah, I saw the I saw the yellow the yellow label, so I knew they were no name. Because <laughs> we're in so, Canada again, socialism. It's like Courtney, you just referred to it as a Mister Freeze, Mister Freezy. Yeah, that's a brand name, right? Is that what you refer to all ice pops as? Oh, um, ice pops. Ice oh, pops. What here? is the well, controversy? I'm not giving away what I call them. I'm asking Courtney what she. <laughs> I calls call it. Girls, I call girls, it frozen girls, Canadian bite. treat. <laughs> Super long treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I usually don't say the Mister. I usually very, just call them Freezies. Okay, Freezies. Yeah. Okay. I know that it's a, like it's a regional. There's regional variations. Like in the states, parts of the states, they call them Otter Pops. Oh, I never heard of that. (laughs) They call them they call them frozen COVID yummies. And some people call them Mister Mister Freezes because again that's a brand name. But it's yeah. Anyway, I was just curious in your neck of the woods what they were called. Freezies, Freezies, and in Newfoundland, oh God, what are they going to call them? (laughs) Call them codlicks. Oh, oh. Barry, you're making me hungry. <laughs> Give me a codlick. <laughs> one for now, one for bedtime. <laughs> uh, we call them freezy, or I call them freezies. What about you, Kat? Yeah, Same thing, I'm freezies or Mr. Freezies. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Alan, I assume you're the same? Freezies. Yeah. They're not like uh, the French version, like glacé frosté. <laughs> Your French immersion school, <laughs> Le glass of exos. <laughs> <laughs> yum yum. <laughs> Crank up the mitsu. Oh, my uh, my favorite JT line in all of this is how uh, Toby's talking about meeting strangers on the internet and how it's dangerous, and Emma's like, "Well, I've known Jordan longer than you. He's coming here for a school trip," and JT's like, "Bitch, it's summer." Like, yeah, great, excellent, great. excellent line. And, uh, like, this is the most logical. This whole two parts is it really is just this the light, yes, that is JT. And I love JT, like, I instantly love him in this episode. He's so freaking adorable. And the Scarborough line, man, that's so great. <laughs> I hope, spoiler alert, I hope JT doesn't die <laughs> down the road. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, 
<laughs> You're gonna spoil a lot. Like our spoiler alerts for like Ted, yeah. who's never. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, yeah. While I'm having fun and laughing along, I'm coming. Does he die? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm just gonna say that for every character, just to throw you off. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, one more thing about this scene that I laughed at was when JT threw out that line. I think it was. Yeah, when he's like, I bet he lives in Scarborough and works at a video store. I bet he's 40 and drools. And Emma fires back with, well, you wet your bed, and I'm still friends with you. <laughs> and he doesn't deny it. He's just like, ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's yeah, not a right. denial, denial, dude. <laughs> like, But, like, way to go, like, full, like, you know, full, the most embarrassing thing you can think of about this guy and throw it in his face. Emma sucks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're learning this very quickly. Yeah, she's a bitch. so they continue to talk about internet safety and they have a little water gun fight squirt 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 all good um so we move over to spike and caitlin looking at the reunion website so again apparently spike and caitlin are buds yeah and yeah okay Okay. spike's like did you send that article that you wrote about me about (laughs) telling me (laughs) i shouldn't remember that yeah (laughs) they shouldn't kick me out of school do you have that <laughs> uh, that's not right. So and we uh, also see Caitlin swearing her medic alert bracelet. I don't know. Is she yeah, she uh, flashed that. Oh really? Did you notice that? Oh wow. there we go. Oh yeah. Thank huh. you. I did not well done. So uh another piece of uh jewelry. Uh, Caitlin we find out bought her own ring. And you go, okie dokie. So you kind of see where that's going. Yeah, like right away, it's like trouble is brewing with this relationship. We're fucking 12 minutes into the episode. It's like drums. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think Spike asks a pretty innocent question like, oh, I love your ring. He's got great taste. And Kane's like, actually, I bought it myself. Yeah. He gave me his card. <laughs> wah, wah. Ugh. I'm sure it'll all work out. It'll probably be fine. Oh, I actually, I got to tell you now, I didn't see the second part of this episode, so I didn't see part two. I didn't bother to watch it yet, so I just assume everything works out. Right yeah, now. well, spoiler alert, Jordan, adorable. <laughs> hey, Emma, I, I love you, too. <laughs> Let's go hiking together. She's like, yeah. So something, that, that. something that's actually said at the end of the next episode, but but kind of springs to my mind at this point. Um, Spike comes into Emma's, or sorry, Spike and Caitlin are in Emma's room. That's where the family computer is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And Emma comes in and she's like, "Why are you on my computer?" And Spike's like, "It's our computer." And I'm like, "That's not where computers go. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't put the computer in the child's room where they're by themselves. In the twelve-year-old's room. Yeah, no. I, I no. don't know why you would ever do that. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean." He- like my kids have their own laptops now that they can access in their rooms. And yeah, now, yeah, like this nowadays, there are so many devices and blah blah blah. Like you still have to be careful, obviously, but it's different. But in two thousand and one, like especially when there's not the sophistication to monitor what your kids do now, you can block shit and track shit and spy on them really easily. Yeah, back then it was just like. Why, like honestly, like why don't you just put like forty year old dicks in her room all over the place? 
Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. Like, even Replace all that, our stuffies with dicks. Yeah. Even if that wasn't the case, like, I, like a family computer, like, my my one family computer when I was growing up was in the den in the basement so that everyone had access to it. Like, I don't know why same. you would put it in a single person's room. Yeah. Yes. Same, same here. Did everybody have, a, like, a go-to in the family area somewhere? We had one downstairs, and it was just the family computer. Same yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have a computer until, like, uh, like my dad got one through work, and that was in, fuck, I don't know. It was probably close to, like, 98, 99, maybe. All we had was a fucking typewriter. <laughs> Your homework must have sucked. I had to write essays on this goddamn typewriter. <laughs> you had really the crappy. little yellow, the yellow ribbon when you'd make a mistake. You'd have to put it the, uh, the white out. Well, yeah, you press it, and it goes, it would like white out your mistakes. <laughs> yep. So great. <laughs> and then you went to Carlton and you were like, it was the total like fish out of water tail. You're like, what What are these <laughs> electric, the typewriter electric typewriters? What is this? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Mm, putting white out on the screen. Oh, Got to yeah. get rid of the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, enter Emma into the room and she is starstruck and starts riddling off uh, <laughs> data Caitlin. about Caitlin. And Caitlin, and that she was born in 1972. We won't get into that. We've already discussed and argued about timelines <laughs> and whatnot, and uh, which makes her 20. I'm just saying that school's out. Not saying anymore. <laughs> and there's a, there's a back and forth chats about privacy. And you hacked into my computer, and uh, yeah. And then Emma finally puts the cherry on top and says, "Mom, I'm not having sex." Oh but, God, uh, the scene. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Emma comes in and is a total asshole and she's like trespassing or something. She makes some snappy comment about trespassing and acts like a big bitch in front of uh, her mom and her mom's friend. And yeah, then she just turns on a dime and starts reciting weird facts about Caitlin. Um, Did any of and- you have this like environmental friend when you were like younger? No. Uh, That's all they can fucking talk about is their fucking environmental crusades no no never i can right. see it though well, i mean it, it exists it's a thing it's like it, it's like having a vegan for a friend yes yes <laughs> at I, that age i just like all, like, like emma is such a fucking bitch that like caitlin ryan who is her hero who in the very first scene of the episode she's like i can't wait to meet the famous caitlin ryan she's my fucking hero then she walks into the room and caitlin is sitting there and she doesn't even notice Caitlin is there because she's too busy bitching out her mom for using the computer. For trespassing. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, wait, Caitlin, you're also here? Now I'm excited. It's like, ugh. Ugh. Plus, they've, they've established that Caitlin and Spike have been friends for a while, yet she's never met uh, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin and Emma's never met, so that, that doesn't make sense here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so the- many plot holes. I just can't handle it. No, <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin's like, speaking of journalism, did you know that you got your mom kicked out of school and I tried to stop it? <laughs> I had this you... article framed for your baby shower. Yeah. But your mom didn't want it. <laughs> but then I, I found it interesting, the leap that Emma takes. So uh, her, so Spike says, I can't remember what she says leading up to it, but she ends with, uh, I know. Oh, yeah. She says she, she couldn't hack her way out of a paper bag. Yes, and then she says, "But I do know it's obvious that my daughter's interested in boys or something." 
And then Emma's like, oh, relax. I'm not having sex or something. <laughs> it's quite the leap. That's, yeah, quite yeah the I just. Yeah. quite the leap. Yeah. I, she's, like, as a 12 year old, to your mom jumping into that, I, I thought it was strange. And I don't know if it was sort of like a veiled shot at the fact that Spike got pregnant when she was 14. I don't know. What a bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> the conclusion. <laughs> anyway, and, so that seems over. Scene. And scene. <laughs> So we go to Emma's room and the girls are talking about boys. Internet safety comes up again. Uh, discussion and back and forth, back and forth. And Emma says, are you saying to Manny, I shouldn't meet Jordan? Dun, 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 again. Manny, and, Manny's actually concerned, right? She's like, eh, I don't yeah. know. And Emma says she should, you know, she says, Emma, you should talk to your mom about this. So she's not all in on this idea no yeah fair fair it was like when me and alan were talking on myspace my friends i was like guys should i meet him <laughs> they're like i don't know and then i showed up with a small pizza in the hotel lobby <laughs> yeah like, hey courtney oh i'm alan <laughs> alan's upstairs waiting for you <laughs> come on i'll take you to him Hope you like mushrooms. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So we are flash forward. We're at a bar. Ugh. And we see a Stetson hat. The coolest hat of all hats. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Stetson. <laughs> be a douche. But be your own douche. <laughs> and it gets laid on the table. And who do we see? We have the big reveal of Keith. And we have Mr. Last Night, Canada's own Don McKellar. And this is Last Night, Any Fans, 1998 film featuring uh, Degrassi alum Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a night. There was a 1998 film featuring Keith Don McKellar and Sandra O. Oh, and it was shot in Toronto. And what the premise was is the world is going to end in 24 hours. My brother had it on VHS, and it was a pretty good movie. And yeah, so he's uh, so yeah. Don, I've never heard of that I, movie. He's actually a fairly prolific Canadian director and writer. Yes, as well. He's been in a lot of things as an actor, but also um, a quite famous director. Um, he directed last night, I think. Yes, <laughs> he wasn't just in it. I mean, what I wrote was. And he's wearing shades, and he's a douchebag. He's wearing shades indoors. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely sticks out. I had to get the logistics out of the way first. Uh, sunglasses, so they're at a bar, so it's in the evening, and he is wearing shades inside. That's you a terrible what, choice. You know what reminds me of? He reminds me of David Crusoe from CSI Miami. Wow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> you mean I can't do an off-the-cuff Roger Daltrey? <laughs> Oh, I guess I aimed too high. Take that off your resume. Yeah, he sees he sees like you know murdered Degrassi students, and he's like, oh, I guess school is definitely out. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he's just a douche. He gets a cell phone call, and he's like, oh, I'm in Toronto. No, I haven't seen any Eskimos yet. So he's saying the racist thing and then he's also saying the typical crappy like joke about Canada 
Yeah. And I will point out he he the way he says Toronto he emphasizes the T as we know if you are from Toronto or have any like if you live in proximity you say Toronto like you do Toronto. not pronounce that second T and I feel like he makes a like a point of being like I'm in Toronto yeah mm-hmm. so he, he talks about the script he's working about you guys me referring to teachers oh Dangerous yeah minds meet footloose oh when he's talking to Snake what a noble profession. Teaching us, right. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. He's, and what, he's oh, he's so bad. What was he was the name of the guy he's who called Frankie. him is Frankie. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey Frankie. Uh, hey Jono, the party boy. <laughs> like it's just such a stupid name. He's like a he's like a guy playing a guy that's supposed to be a pretentious director. He it's does very, a good job of it. Yeah, what's that? He does a good job of it, so... Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like, I... Yeah. I hate him. just the the stank. Yeah, Yeah. you hate him right away. Yeah, you did your job. (laughs) You are a good heel. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we find out Caitlin has a TV show. Lucy says, oh, just... She gets into those situations. So, it's (laughs) kind of vague, but whatever. We can extrapolate whatever the hell Caitlin would do. And uh, Joey and Spike start riddling off all the education Lucy has, and they can name the types of degrees she has, which is re- I found that really strange. I wouldn't be able to tell you uh, anybody's like what their education is specifically. It's like she has a Bachelor of Anthropology and, and this, and they're, they're going through it. Did it. I just found that a bit strange. I can barely remember my own. like you know and like like courtney and i have been friends now for like 15 years i don't know what your degree's in yeah Uh, i didn't even know you went to university your your degree in carlton studies like what i don't know in ottawa (laughs) yeah ted and i went to university together and i don't know what degrees he got (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is true. I still think to this day I have to snap back to it. I think Barry has a computer science degree, <laughs> but I think because he maybe helped me fix something one time <laughs> on a computer. Let's go. He must be a computer science guy. And I always thought Ted had a geology degree because he did one course in geology that one time. <laughs> Correct. Twenty plus years ago. An elective, actually. <laughs> yeah. What What I really love about this conversation is like they're all laughing and joking and then lucy all of a sudden's like well i got it easy surviving the accident and starts talking oh, about it. and then snake's oh, like wheels oh. also and then snake like fuck get over it it's been 10 years right he's like wheels also had it easy kills a kid and 10 years later scot free and i'm like dude like what he, he has it out for wheels like 10 years later the anger is still there from old <laughs> Mr. Simpson. He's like, because he, he's so, he he's, made he's fun almost of, gritting his teeth. He made fun of me for not fucking. Like, <laughs> just so mad. And like, way to bring the fucking, like, Sarah, like, the party down. Just, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was Lucy's fault for bringing it up. Just like it was Lucy's fault for wanting chips. <laughs> <laughs> it does all go back to that. <laughs> I'm also surprised at how few uh, of the alumni are there. 
Like you figure they should all be in town by now. You figure you get a big group of them at the bar, right? Not just these three or four that we saw at the beginning of the show. Well, and at the end of the next episode that we're going to do, spoiler, um, we I have the DVD extra with who else yeah. was at this reunion. And so, I do too, yeah. Yeah, so we know that they were there. Apparently, they've tried to canonize that there were more people there. But yes, there's just this small group of people at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The gang Which is too bad, and it's one of my like biggest complaints about the first two episodes of this season is just how little we see. Like we know that there's just a whole bunch of alumni there, but we really don't get to see them. Yeah, they're like yeah. The rest of our friends died on the way back to their home planet. <laughs> <laughs> like most of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, so where's this guy dead? Oh, it's, you know, what about this guy dead? What about this guy jail? How car crash? Jail, car crash, car crash, jail. <laughs> Remember yeah. at our five-year reunion that all of us had to miss where they were on the bus that went off the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember the six-year reunion when like 25 people died in the lake and uh, Snake couldn't save any of them? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> and then somebody goes, we had a six-year reunion? And they're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew where that uh, the bar was that they were that scene was shot at. I didn't know. I just thought somebody would have researched. Degrassi: The Next Generation is shot on sound stages in Toronto. Oh, that's too bad. So that is a feature that uh, will be missed from the older episodes. Is tracking down the locations. That's too bad. Um, But one more uh, fact before we exit the scene: that Don McKellar was in a 2002 comedy called Rub and Tug. <laughs> Ellen's ears just moved, like you know when a dog's ears already like, oh. already searching. Let's see where is this where is this movie? Like when you whistle and the ears go, yeah, up like that. <laughs> kind of important though. That's true. Oh yeah, so we're still in the bar and they're talking. We have the weird conversation about wheels, and we see that Snake is still really bitter. Um, and again. <laughs> The idea that Wheel spends 10 years in jail and gets off scot-free is sort of laughable. Yeah, like, he didn't even pay anything. 10 years in jail and that's it. Like, what is that? Uh, Yeah, it's nothing. Because Snake has gotten an education. He's a teacher. He got a job in Toronto. And so Wheels is coming out. His life has stopped since that day. So he's coming out. He just has a basic uh, high school education no other education, and now he's an ex-con. It's like, oh, he didn't pay anything. <laughs> yeah, what? A... <laughs> you can fix cars, though. I trade places mm-hmm. with him in a second. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you got more action in jail than I got out here. Yeah. So the the awkward silence that they have after this conversation is broken by Joey's used car commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, Jeremiah yeah. Motors. It's, and uh, comes out and says, uh, so uh, what is it? Uh, something, something, something. I'll give you the shirt off my back. And the shirt rips off. I'm like, oh, that's a good commercial. I like that. And then Keith yeah. is a douche. And he's like, hey, I got some advice for you about this fucking local homemade used car commercial. He's like, <laughs> hire an actor. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Like, come on. <laughs> The quote shifty used car salesman vibe. Yeah, it's like ugh, terrible. Yeah, I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm gross. trying to like. I think it, it's clear that Joey. I think seems a little bit embarrassed that the commercials come on. Like, uh, he's obviously not like smiling. Be like, guys, here's my commercial. Look, look, it's so cool. Um, but nobody. I don't think anybody really picks up on that, and everybody just kind of is like, ah, Joey, same old Joey. Ha ha ha. Well, that's what Caitlin uh-huh. says. She's like, you're the same old Joey, but Joey is all upset, and he's like, I've actually changed, but so have you. Yeah, and he leaves. I yeah, was that so? Was that after? I can't remember. Was that after the douchebag was like, yeah, get hire an yeah, actor? Was, yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yes. So Joey's all and bent he, out of shape, yeah. and he leaves the table upset. And then I wrote, "This party sucks." <laughs> <laughs> like the least fun time out that anyone's ever had. Right. Uh, yeah. If only um, Allison showed up sooner, that yeah. party would have been way more fun. Oh yeah. Bam. I did notice too. I did note that uh, he says, uh, "So have you?" And it said, "Ted says no, she hasn't. She's the same. <laughs> she's the same, Caitlin." Yep. Mm-hmm. She hasn't changed a bit. No, she has just, not. Just shittier hair. <laughs> <laughs> very so two thousand and one, though. That's very two thousand and one hair. That bleach, uh, spiky hair. I I, is it? It's very like the Karen called the manager hair. It's horrible. I feel like there could have <laughs> been so many better choices. But in any case, so Joey's pissed and he's at the bar by himself brooding. And then I think Snake comes over and he does. Um, oh, this has, is great. Again, has no sympathy. Yeah, he's an asshole too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're all over there. <laughs> well, like and, Snake yeah. of all people is like, I guess you could just stay here and feel sorry for yourself like i'm like really snake <laughs> that's snake's mo yeah like he always feels sorry for himself <laughs> like who even to his friend whose parents have died mm-hmm. and he's like it's not so easy being me you know <laughs> like seriously like who is this fucking guy <laughs> but yeah so he goes over and uh and joey's upset and I don't I can't remember exactly their conversation, but I think essentially snakes just like suck it up. You're you're mm. feeling sore for yourself. Get over so it. And you're cutting people out, and uh, cutting people out won't bring her back. It's like, yeah, you know what you want at a bar when you're looking to like have drinks? Somebody bringing up your dead, your dead wife. That's good when you're doing shots. Great, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Good job, good job, Archie. <laughs> and uh, Joey appropriately tells him to save it for his psychology students. Though I don't think you do with psychology in, in high school. But, uh, but yeah, Joey was um, totally in the right here. Like, Snake is over. Like, Joey's just looking for some space. He doesn't need. So, so Snake gets up from the table and goes over to say to bring up his his dead wife. Like, <laughs> go back to the table, Snake. You're drunk. <laughs> like, But he's portrayed as the oh yeah he's just you know he's helping his friend no he's not no he's done he's not at all helpful and like i think the idea here is that because he's got the line where joey says you know he doesn't need people to save him or feel sorry for him and snake's like you should look again at who's feeling sorry for themselves and it's like that's not nice like you're not like, th- this is a scene where it's like, that's supposed to be a profound statement that Snake says to snap Joey out of his funk. And it's like, you're a fucking dick, Snake. Like, get out of here. Right? And I feel like at the beginning, when Lucy's like, why aren't you coming to the reunion? Maybe we were sort of like, yeah, he should go. It seems silly that he doesn't. And now I'm like, 
No fucking wonder he didn't want to go. Yeah. Like, you guys are all dicks. Like, could you bring up his dead wife more? <laughs> that was actually an award at the reunion. They're like, and now the person with the best dead wife award goes to. <laughs> yeah. And now we cut to Emma is asleep in her room. We hear some uh, some drunken banter singing the tune Everybody Wants Something. And we have Lucy and Spike and Caitlin singing. Uh, Lucy, I believe, says that they can't believe they remember the lyrics to the song. I'm like, Lucy, it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> it was uh, like uh, it was like two lines. But uh, yeah, so they break out the champagne. I know I know that this is kind of a big house for for just a spike and an Emma. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, in, I haven't in Toronto in Toronto. Yes. Yeah, like the big living room and the fairly sizable kitchen like that. That is pretty sizable, right? For, that house is worth well over a million dollars now. Oh, oh absolutely. my God. Easily. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Yes. Again, another scene I feel like could have used. I mean, we obviously see extras eventually in the next episode. And like, I just felt like there's so many opportunities where you could have plugged some more of them in. And I'm really curious why they didn't. Like, there's no reason you couldn't have plugged in. I don't know. I think we saw like Alexa or Kathleen. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter if they weren't friends before because like, like Lucy and Spike weren't friends before. So I was sad about that. I think I found in old episodes, like in Degrassi High and stuff, it, and maybe it's just different time, different direction, stuff like that. But in certain old episodes, there was a lot more cuts. Like, this is a different scene. Okay, we're at this set, and now we're at this set, and now we're on the stairs, and now we're here, and now we're there, and now we're in the classroom. It seemed like a lot less different sets, let's say, like or yeah. whatever it's called, you know, like settings. Yeah, I think that like the way that the the show is shot now is definitely more. I don't know if you call it professional or not, but it's the scenes are longer, the camera work is different. I guess it's just they got more money. I don't know. Oh, they absolutely have more money. Value Village. Yeah. What's that? They absolutely have more money. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm. I like it. Uh, I just disappointed they didn't take opportunities to like put more of the old cast in. And Lucy's like, arms are fucking ripped. All right. So we see, uh, oh, uh, so Emma, they woke up Emma. She comes, uh, she gets on the stairs. She comes down. There's a bit of back and forth. Sorry, we woke you up. And we have the wise sage that is Caitlin come up and sit next to Emma on the stairs. Ugh. <laughs> and Emma and uh, Caitlin guesses it's about a boy. Because she has such a perfect track record with dudes. <laughs> so she's going to lay this wisdom on a young Emma. And Emma says sometimes it's like he can read into my soul. And Caitlin drunkenly says, take a chance. Go for it. Even if your friends don't like it. Which is literally the worst piece of advice <laughs> you could probably give someone. It's kind of a gauge <laughs> that... You should at least consider it if no one likes the person, but you do. Like, people openly don't like them. Yeah. Mm, you should at least think about it. <laughs> don't just go and do it. Anyways. If all of your friends think it's a bad idea, it's a bad idea. I also thought it was a bit of a throwback to how most of her friends, I don't think, thought her and Joey were a good match, right? 
like they were all sort of skeptical, like she was too smart for him. And so I kind of thought maybe her advice was coming from that place a little bit. Well, what's her fucking track record? Rick, Joey, yeah. Claude. Like, yeah, <laughs> you suck at dating, Caitlin. Keith. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, yeah, she does really suck at dating. And it will come out, I think, next episode. Oh, so, yeah. You can see it. Uh, it's up near Banff somewhere. What Alan just listed was the uh, Canadian uh, Mount Rushmore. We got Rick, <laughs> Joey, and <laughs> Claude, Claude, Claude yeah. and Keith. Uh huh. Yeah. Keith's in there too, right on the end. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was added later when this when Next Gen came out, of course. So if you're ever in uh, Alberta, Banff, Alberta, go to see. Uh, it's actually called Canada's uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That's the name. That's the official name of it. So while Caitlin's talking to Emma about advice, we see Lucy and, and Spike in the kitchen getting champagne. And they just have a very brief conversation. And I think it's Spike who's like, so what do you think about Keith? Or no, maybe it's Lucy who says it. Yes. And then Spike's like, I think Caitlin can do a lot better. And that's <laughs> kind of the end of that conversation. But we get the first sort of indication that uh, people aren't too fond of uh, her douchebag boyfriend, fiance. Yeah, he's he's really bad. And then they all and, talk uh, about how they're getting older and that they're almost thirty. And I wept. <laughs> <laughs> I wept bitter tears. Yeah. And uh, Emma, Emma does. Uh, she says uh, when she's talking to Caitlin, says like what about uh, taking a chance and doing things, even if friends don't like it. And Emma says like what you do with the environment. <laughs> And Caitlin goes inexplicably, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, have I been poisoned? Am I slowly dying? Is my brain, do I understand anything? Do I understand words anymore? What is happening? So a 12-year-old equates dating with the environment. And Caitlin, an adult, goes, exactly. <laughs> Just do it. Good Lord. We don't even know what the hell she does with the environment, right? We know she has a TV show, and we know that it's about the environment. And I personally know I would never watch this. But, Ever. Like, I can only imagine what the fuck that show is. Like, from what it seems from Lucy's sort of, like, very short description is, like, she goes, Caitlin goes places and does stuff. Yeah, change yourself that's, to trees and stuff like that. That's that's all that I got. It seems brave. Like you do this and it's so brave. And yeah, there's there's no description of what her fucking show is past it's that. It's a documentary on turtles. Ugh. <laughs> like think about all the least interesting episodes of Degrassi Junior High with like Caitlin in the fucking factory and you know the, yeah. yeah, the fucking animal shit and it's like, oh so boring and now she's got a TV show about this? No, thanks. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. And like fuck, she had to go to LA to do that. Like that's something that CBC would pick up no problem. <laughs> <laughs> they pick up everything. Like who's putting money behind this? She pitches this bullshit show and they're like, sounds sounds good. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> $10 million budget. Let's do it. Prime Done. time time slot. Like you know, it's you know what? It's probably like a tween show, right? It was probably on the Canadian, like Nickelodeon YTV, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what. Or P- or PBS or something. Yeah. 
maybe she does fucked up shit with animals. Maybe that's the the thing. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she's co-hosting with PJ Fresh Phil. (laughs) 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 You know, talking about elves. YTV. YTV. Yeah, yeah. YTV, baby. That's right. Oh, I was like, who's PJ Fresh Phil? Look it up. Now that's the fifth on the Canadian uh, Mount Rushmore. PJ (laughs) Fresh Phil. And Warren the Grog. (laughs) Yeah. The clothes, the clothes on the Mount Rushmore is this his boots and his head over a toilet. Oh Jesus! It was a tall one, but they did it. Good job. You did good work oh, up in yeah. Banff. I remember PJ. Okay, yeah, now I know who he is. Oh, mm-hmm. we're so close to the end of this episode. Okay. So Caitlin is, uh, so the girls are in the kitchen and Caitlin says she's glad she doesn't have to date anymore. And Lucy says so many vegans, so little time. So they throw in that, I guess she and he are vegans as well. So Ugh. Ugh. why not? Just to, just to that one Douche last. it up a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Douche factor is not high enough. Fire that in there. Not that there's anything wrong with veganism, but it's it's when it's it's when it's uh, what combined with douchery. <laughs> Correct, it's combined with douchery. So we are back in Emma's bedroom, and Emma's there by herself. The lights are off, and she's at her computer, and the mouse is hovering over the send sign for a uh, for an email that she has just written to Jordan to say, I will meet tomorrow. And she says, sometimes you just got to go for it. Press a send and end of episode with a freeze frame, mind you, which I'm which was a bit jarring because I'm like, oh, there's no there's no nothing. It's just like credits. OK, Um, I just, you know, read if let's say that Jordan was real, like he was a real boy. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not. He's a man. He's a molester. Um, but uh, let's just say that he was. This would be a red flag in the other direction. You're going to get you're gonna get the email back at like fucking midnight or like one in the morning that's like, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you the next day. Like, she hasn't responded to anything. And then it's, it's clearly like the middle of the night because her mom was at the bar. So that's when she sends the email. A little bizarre. All of this is weird. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, the booty call you make at like 2 a.m. You up? <laughs> you up? Yeah, th- this was the 20-year-old uh, you up. We used to say, sometimes you just go for it. And you'd get like a phone call and somebody would say, sometimes you just go for it. you go, booty call. <laughs> it, was, it was different 20 years ago. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, what do we got coming up next time? Ooh, we got episode, we got part two of Mother and Child Reunion, so we will see how this plays out. Again, haven't seen it, hoping it all goes well. Jordan, he seems like a nice young man. Very, very cool picture of him that uh, Emma has, so. <laughs> I, I mean, assume. he's from Yellowknife. He is. But he's cool from Yellowknife. Mm-hmm. That's on there uh, when you drive into the town. Welcome to Yellowknife. Under it, everyone's cool from Yellowknife. <laughs> And we're all 16. <laughs> Which is not good for, uh, for many reasons, for voting, taxpayers, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so in general, like, I was pleasantly surprised re-watching this. Um, I had a lot of good laughs and uh, a lot of, I think, a lot of stuff that wouldn't have made me laugh uh, when I first watched it made me laugh this time around. 
mm-hmm. um, most uh, involving Caitlin's hair and Lucy's cane, but it was all <laughs> great. I mean, clearly yeah. the idea of this episode is let's give you your classic Degrassi characters so that we can get enough crossover. Like people who mm-hmm. watch Degrassi will tune this in. Maybe some of them have young, young kids and they can watch together. Like you're, you're trying to do some crossover with your audience because we do have these Degrassi uh, classic characters kind of woven throughout the series for a, a period of time. But we, we shift our focus to the kids very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think it was a really smart pilot, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get the crossover there. Like you're trying to capture the nostalgia crowd and you're also trying to capture the new people too. And I actually think it was really smart of them to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was definitely well done. And it does a, a Degrassi teachable moment like it normally does. And it was very, uh, for the time, as you know, the cyber stalking thing was a, was a thing that was pretty prevalent at the time. So yes, it, was, it is it not a thing anymore. Well. There is no, there's no pedophilia on the internet these days. Yeah. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> they wiped that out. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, it was definitely a problem. It was something that would happen a lot. So it was just a good way of telling kids that not to be as stupid as Emma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, I found, yeah, I really, like, I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed, well, the two of them together uh, more than I thought I would. I was actually engaged in this episode going, oh, this is good. This is a cute little, this is a good little story. And, uh, yeah, I give it the the thumbs up. Yeah, no, definitely good. I Like, like, to Courtney's point, I wish there was more of the classic characters, but I guess that's not really what the show is about, but. Oh, I'm sure we'll get lots of screen time with them uh, next next time. Next episode at the reunion, I'm sure they're going to spend ample time on each face in the crowd. <laughs> I assume. Hopefully, uh, all of our listeners will stick with us through the next gen. I'm assuming most of you have, have watched it. Um, if not, let us know. And let us know what you thought of this episode. I mean, uh, in all honesty, what I've learned through doing this Degrassi podcast is there is a massive, massive next gen audience. Like, yes. if anything, listenership will pick up until the people are like, what are these old people doing talking about <laughs> next gen? Like, if I wanted to hear Pull my fucking mom, I'd ask her. Like, so, but yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on the, uh, on the stats, Alan, and see if our um, listenership if the demographic uh, shifts from 40 to 80 <laughs> down to 20 to 50 or yeah. something, whatever. Mm-hmm. So until next time from all of us to you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Well, I just said I told you my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylie I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Don't you get to call my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I would make me have to go Yeah, oh